Hi, everybody. This is Sarah Thomas from Delight by Design, and you're listening to the Age Tech News Founder Series podcast. Over the past several years, we have seen Age Tech shift from niche to mainstream. And on this show, we sit down with the startup founders to hear exactly what they're doing to change the lives of older adults around the world. And today we have Shruti from Crown Society. and We can't wait to hear her story. Shruti? Hey there. How are you today? and excited to talk to you today, Sarah. Yeah, thank you so much for, for joining. Um, so, so I know your story a bit, but please tell our audience, you know, what got you into age tech? What drew you here? worked in age tech for a while now, I think, you know, since 2010. Um, and I I was an early caregiver. I um, became a caregiver at the age of 17. And I sort of, you know, as a lot of young caregivers are um, who are in their teens, you don't have a community and things like that. And um, when I did find a community, a lot of the folks that were my community in the family caregiver space um, uh, were being caregivers to folks who were aging, essentially. And so I um, really started to hear about some of the gaps in the systems very early on because of the caregiving community and because I was a part of that caregiving community at the age of 17. Um, and so when I started to work, my first job out of grad school was working at, um, in home care, medical home care, home health hospice, home-based palliative care, and quality, saw gaps um, as far as technology and innovation, went to the innovation side, went to Honor um, as one of their first employees to help create new uh, technology innovation that supports the aging community. Um, and then I realized really, on the VC side, not a lot of dollars were being funneled into this space. And if so, um, they were really being concentrated in a specific type of company and area. So I went to Kaiser's Venture Fund. Um, and after that, I realized, you know, uh, one, policy is a big thing. So I work in policy now. Um, but also that um, there are other things that are not necessarily platform-based and things like that, products in the aging space that really need innovation. So that is kind of what we're focused on Crown Society, but my personal, I have a very personal kind of journey to how I landed at Crown Society. Yeah, and, and um, that's why we're doing this founder series because we find that usually there's some passion and fire in your belly because of a personal story. So thanks for sharing yours. Um, I, I know that you are, are involved in a lot of things and making a lot of impact in the world, but tell me, you know, as it pertains to this age tech startup, what is the big problem that you're trying to solve uh, and how big is it? Yeah, um, so it's very big and unlike, it's very under the radar, I will say. So what we're trying to do, and I should mention my co-founder, um, Trina Lumley, um, you know, the vision of Crown Society started with her personal story, which is, her mom got diagnosed with terminal cancer. She had comorbidities. All the different medications and the chemo were causing um, like skin lesions and different things that were really painful. Uh, and if you don't know, family caregivers spend $31.5 billion in the US a year on personal care items, so specifically things like lotion and shampoo and conditioner. It's a lot of money. Um, but when you look at the product space, there's not a lot of innovation being done in it. 
And so when we think about aging, it's all anti-wrinkles and not the health of skin, the health of hair. We get that in younger sort of generations of like the health of our skin, of our hair, like environmentally kind of great products, um, clean products. You do not see that for the aging space. And so Trina comes from the product world, tried a whole host of term products on her mom. Um, nothing worked. So she, her contacts happened to be product developers. And so she um, worked with the the lead chemist who did Neutrogena's Clean Line of Beauty and designed a, a lotion and shampoo and conditioner for her mom because she was having issues with um, kind of the reactions for her, from all of her treatments and medication. Um, and it worked. And so Trina was really like, I have these connections, but most people do not. And a lot of people are spending a lot of money to find good products for their aging loved ones with very little um, kind of traction in, in products. And so that's where Crown Society was born. And what we are doing is we have our own products that we make. It's a body lotion, a hand lotion, a shampoo, a conditioner. And we have third-party vendors that do other things like, you know, no slip, uh, cute no-slip uh, socks and things like that. And it's a subscription model. Um, that's product one. And product two is based, again, from our both of our experiences of researching things and trying to find information um, around the personal care space. You know, showers humanize people. And from my, I'm on the board for a family caregiver alliance. And, you know, from my work in the nonprofit space in aging, personal care is one of the biggest things that people ask about, want information on, um, want almost respite care for, for themselves as family caregivers. And so um, when you look out there on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, there is not a lot of good, like modern information. On YouTube, I think, the video that has the most views, like, you know, millions of views, was filmed in 2016 in some scary, like, hospital bathroom. That's not our reality today, right? And so our second product is actually to create really good content that is modern and effervescent and really honors our aging population um, with good information for family caregivers as well. Um, and it's all around the personal care space as well. Wow, that's wonderful. Um, as you know, I'm an occupational therapist, and so activities of daily living are really near and dear to my heart. Personal care is so important and often overlooked by those who are um, taking it for granted on a daily basis. And so I really um, commend you for, for building this this uh, approach and, and bringing great products to market. Um, do you have any stories of anyone that you've impacted along the way or whether product one or product two, uh, you know, that you want to share with us of, of some sort of impact story that you've made? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, of course, I talked about Trina's mother um, who recently passed away, actually. But, I mean, her quality of life tremendously improved, and she is the inspiration. So I would be remiss if I did not give um, to say that. Um, but we've gone on to test with dozens of other folks. Um, we're actually doing a several-week testing and seeing um, over the course of time um, what people's reactions and feedback are. And we've had very positive reviews across the board. Um, and so, you know, one is sort of a very personal story of the why, of why Crown Society started. But then, you know, just to highlight that Trina was spot on of like, 
these products don't exist for people. And we've been, that's been reinforced time and time again from either on social media with people reaching out, talking about how this is actually a real problem that doesn't get talked about enough. Um, and then with our own testing groups that we're doing, um, as well as, you know, on social media, as we've been posting the launch of our company, talking to investors, we've heard anybody who has been a family caregiver um, that we have talked to that's an investor um, or kind of looking at our content um, has commented how this is a real problem for people and how you just really don't hear about it. You hear about more of the more, clinical or incontinence, like, you know, some of these more technical things. But at the end of the day, as family caregivers, you have only so much in your control to help make your loved one feel like a whole, whole human, right? And um, personal care happens to be the area where a lot of people don't often, their body is changing, their skin, their hair, and they don't have a lot of control. And this is something that can make them feel human again, basically. Yeah, wow, it's it's really wonderful and and really overlooked, I think. So um, I think that's wonderful, and I expect you to impact more and more lives. Um, let's just make the assumption you are wildly successful with Crown Society, and and uh, in ten years, how do you think you're going to change the world? What's the greatest impact you will have made? What does the world look like in a different way since uh, the mission you're on? You know, I think in any industry, um, it takes one successful like company in a different space that is usually underfunded to get a funnel of funding. So when I think about the aging space, I think that a lot of the dollars being poured into it are really focused on a similar type of um, challenge, which is like the Home Heroes, Honor, Vesta, Papa challenge, right? Which is, it's amazing. All of those companies should get money and they, you know, should, it, we should have innovation in that space. Um, but when we look at the product side of the aging space, whether that be incontinence products, whether that be like um, walkers and different things, or like what we're doing with skincare, there has not been a lot of innovation in that space across the board. There really hasn't. Um, and we're running up, we're raising our pre-seed right now, and we're running up against you know, a lot of these misconceptions on the product side in the aging space. So that's why I say that $31.5 billion are being spent on personal care products a year in the U.S. alone. And so that's huge. These are underserved markets with a whole like landscape of innovation. Um, and that's just personal care. So think about all the other sides. So to your question, 10 years from now, we're wildly successful. We have convinced the investment community that products is like, we should be investing in the product space. Not only that, but we're designing for us for the future too. Like if you were, you know, if you were aging right now, you know, the amount of convenience and products and options we have right now, we would not have that, right? And so we, when we look to the future, it's not just that our success story is inspiring people to pour more dollars generally into products in the aging space. It is that we are enhancing lives, like truly, truly, and giving people the flexibility and the options that we have, everyone has when they're younger, because a lot of people put a lot of money in marketing and product innovation when you're younger. Um, so fundamentally, it's gonna be a shift in societal like thinking, I would hope, but yes. Yeah, I I am fully with you. That's what my mission has been um, personally and professionally, just to shift this perspective in aging and 
we're, we're all aging. So we, you know, looking at universal design principles and things that we should all love with a sense of beauty and style and grace and um, yeah. really not just this stigmatizing mental uh, uh, stigma around me the medical model or that just just the really clinical approach when it sh when it should be things that we all want to embrace and sounds like your product line is something I definitely want to try. I'm excited to to have you um, bring that to market and and really at any age be able to to be able to access just you know beautiful products and wonderful delightful products. So um, I think that's that's exciting. But you've been in you know aging and age tech and uh, the founders world for a while now. And I um, am interested if you were to give a tip to another founder or a new founder, what do you do to keep sane? Because it's not an easy life. <laughs> it is not. You get, it's a lot of rejection, I will say, right? Like, not, you, you will have a great vision, but not everyone will see and understand your vision, right? Um, you know, the tip that I have, Okay, so I have to say, I have an amazing co-founder, Sharina. Like, one is, you know, I get to have the opportunity to work with her on this company. And when we are down, because we haven't, we've had a hundred investor conversations, because this is accurate. You talk to any entrepreneur, and whenever they're raising capital, whatever round of capital it is, it is like at least a hundred <laughs> investor conversations. And most of those, like 99.9% .9 of those are no's. <laughs> so yeah. like, no, it's really, it's, it's really hard, that rejection that you have to take over and over and over again. And even the best of um, like kindest investors who deliver that message with, you know, so much grace, it's still, it's still hard because you're, you're, we're all passionate about what we're trying to do. Um, so you have to have a really great team, whether that's your, you know, hopefully that's your co-founder or if you're a solo founder, like whoever you're working with, people who really lift you up when you're down. And that's what Trina and I do for each other, right? Like when um, we hype each other up when the other one is down and we like it is the backbone of like continuing on like we believe in our vision and that's what it is but having that resiliency sure you need to have that within yourself and, and believe in in it but also just like surround yourself with good people who are who are you know not just yes men but they're the people who also believe in your vision and can pick you up when you're when you're sort of down I love that. I'm so glad that you have a wonderful partner with your founder and also just a community that can support you. I think you're right. This is a tough journey. And I think, you know, for the audience today um, who is fundraising, it's kind of nice to hear someone who's come from the uh, investment world still say you do get rejected because you might not fit the investment thesis or someone doesn't align with whatever you know vision that you're on because of whatever reason they might have but it is a lot of rejection and it's a tough tough road uh, even when you have the best intention and the best products um, because that doesn't mean you know the answer of no doesn't mean that what you have is not worthy uh, and and I'm so I'm so glad you're continuing to push through because the world needs what you're bringing. Um, so how can the audience today find you and find your, your products uh, after this conversation? Yeah, um, crownsociety.co is our website. Definitely check us out. Sign up for our newsletter. Um, you will not only get our content as a result, but you'll also keep um, up to date about when our product is ready. We're about to move into stability testing for our product and um, 
we will be scale in a few months. But regardless of the actual product, we do want people to benefit from the good content we're creating from per, for about personal care as well. So if you know if you're interested, you're a family caregiver yourself, or you're aging yourself and just are interested in um, modern day content on on personal care and um, how to use a jade roller to stimulate cell growth, things like that, like really like effervescent stuff. Um, Sign up for a newsletter. You can also follow us on Instagram, but the newsletter is the best way to keep in touch. That's wonderful. Well, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. uh, Yeah, absolutely. So good to see you. Um, And thank you for listening to the H-Tech News Founder Series podcast, co-hosted by myself, Sarah Thomas, and Max Zamkow. Um, We hope you enjoyed our discussion today. For current news on fundings and exits and opportunities in the world of H-Tech, head to htech.news. If you're an H-Tech founder looking for help, you can reach me at sarah at delightbydesign.com. And if you're looking for funding, you can contact Max at max at thirdact.bc. That's all for this episode, and we'll see you next time.